DJ and PK brought to you in part by Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most preferred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage. They specialize in jumbo loans. DJ and PK broadcasting live right now from the Ogden Country Club, Weber State's golf tournament, getting ready to get underway. Colton Swan joins us. Colton, you feeling a little red? You feeling a little purple? Yeah. What's going on here? I don't know. What is what when you mix red and purple? I don't know what you get right now, but I'm probably get, one of those colors. You get Colton Swan. Yeah, That's right? what you get. Yeah, That's what exactly. you get. <laughs> so I want to know, Colton, how does a guy who goes to Weber State on a rodeo scholarship right. end up being the linebackers coach for University of Utah? Uh, you know what? I was so I grew up in that lifestyle and um I was fortunate enough to get a rodeo scholarship. I uh, had the opportunity to walk on at Weber State doing football. And in my mind, I had it mapped out. I was going to be able to do both. Um, uh, D. Pickett was kind of a guy. I don't know. He played uh, for Boise State a lot. And I kind of had him in mind thinking I was going to do the same. And then I walked in in August in fall camp and found out quickly how much time it took to to do football and I thought you know what there's no way I can do both especially if football's uh, the direction I want to go and right from there I just kind of devoted all my time towards football and and told rodeo you know what I'll visit you later just because I know in rodeo there's a lot of professional things that you can do you know after you get done playing football so I kind of set that aside and and, uh, that was my mindset kind of going into the whole deal coming out of high school. So before we get to the football, I'm curious, having grown up in rural San Diego County, people don't know yeah. that. Is, yeah. Nobody goes where I grew up. Uh-huh. But, but I was in 4-H, and I was at the Lakeside Fair, and I was – so I didn't do rodeo, but I knew people who did, and I watched it. What part of it do you love? What part of it do you hate? You like to ride the Buck and Bronx. You yeah. like to – were you the one who was you were mutton busting when you were three years old because <laughs> parents got you started with that? How yeah, did that work? That's, that's when your parents need entertainment. They put you on that, on that lamb and, and put you out there and, you know, laugh at you as you eat crap and stuff. So, yeah, growing up, that's what it was like. Um, you know, my probably my favorite events were all the timed events, calf roping, team roping, steer wrestling. That's what I kind of uh, specialized in. Um, I would say out of those three events, I was best at the steer wrestling. Uh, uh, people call it bulldogging or steer wrestling. And uh, I was probably best at that just maybe because of size and strength. Uh, really, to, to this day, though, however, I still compete in the team roping. It's a little easier on older guys. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's so fun, timed events, and uh, kind of stayed away from the rough stock a little bit. Uh, did it at, in my younger years, but uh, stayed away from it. So as a guy who walked on, you know, obviously you had to overcome some odds and, and have a whole lot of heart and stuff to be able to make it. Do you think that helps you in recruiting and identifying players that really will give you everything that they have? Yeah, I think that's yes. That's a really good question. Um, as we all know, recruiting is not a science. However, us as coaches and recruiters are trying to turn it into a science uh, with all the logistics and height and speed and you know all all the little things that you can measure. 
Um, but the one thing that's hard to measure is is the heart, and uh, I think that's really at the end of the day what makes a good player. Um, you know, if you can find the kid that has the size and the speed, and 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 then has the heart to go with it, that's when you're, you know, hitting home runs uh, in recruiting. Um, and and being that type of kid that I was coming through that progression, I think that really has helped me. Um, you know, I was just talking with another coach uh, earlier this morning just on what it takes for recruiting and and the heart part of it is a really big um facet that you don't uh, take in a lot of people don't take in mind uh you know they look at at your size and height and speed and and uh, how many offers you have and stuff like that but they don't look at the motivation and the drive and the heart that the kid has and i think if you if you do uh, your homework and look at that then you can really knock it out with a with a good kid when Kevin O'Connor was running the Jazz, I remember him talking about going on the road for conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament, and he said, yeah, I can watch a lot of games on TV, he says, but they don't show you everything on TV. He says, mm-hmm. I want to see how a kid talks to his coach and how he goes to the scores table before he checks in. Mm-hmm. I want to see when he comes out, how he interacts with his teammates on the bench, what level of respect he has for assistant coaches right. and team managers on the bench. All that stuff matters. Are you watching all that when you're at high school games as kids, like how they go on and off the field and yeah, interact? Yeah, 100%. Mannerisms, uh, big time. You know, are they when they're getting hard coaching, how are they responding to it? You know, are they smirking at, uh, you know, coaching? Are they How are they handling situations when they're down, when they're up? You know, um, yeah, when things get tough, you look at all those little – uh, facets and mannerisms that those kids possess, and, and that shows a lot of what they are internally. So who's the second best linebacker in a Pac-12? Because I think I know who you think the number one kid is. <laughs> I tell you what, I am very fortunate. I was talking with some scouts yesterday about my linebacking core, and, man, I am really, really fortunate with uh, the two kids that I've got right now, um, Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell. And to answer your question, hands down, uh, I think Nephi Sewell is is right there uh, with Devin Lloyd. Um, and I think they're the top two in the in the Pac-12. Um, so very fortunate as a coach, and I've got a lot of young kids coming in that are really good players as well. So the depth is awesome. So when Utah first went to the Pac-12, the D-line was pretty good and the secondary was pretty good, and everybody's like, what is wrong with linebackers? Why can't they put that together? Who wouldn't want to play behind that defensive line? Right. Now, you use that in recruiting. You maybe got some transfers that kind of helped you bridge that, and then you started recruiting younger guys, and you – and now nobody ever says anything bad about Utah linebackers, and it's been that way for a while. Right. But I'm curious how much you still deal when you're dealing with scouts because it's true they do get to play behind an elite D-line. Even when the second-string D-line comes in, they're playing behind elite guys who are going to end up in the NFL. So maybe they look a little better than they are. Mm. Are scouts worried about that, yeah. actually? No, I, I, I think they are knowledgeable enough to know and look at um – you know how well the kids move and how well they run um you know the, no doubt about it we've got a great defensive line that we uh play behind and and that is definitely a recruiting tactic as a linebacker you want to be as free as possible to scrape from sideline to sideline and make as many plays as possible so those de- defensive linemen you know they're occupying a lot of offensive linemen that we don't have to deal with um that you may ha- at a different school um so you know to, to answer the part about the scout 
scouts. It just, I think they kind of look at, um, you know, how smart you are, how well you know the defense, how well you run. You know, we have to take on offensive linemen, no doubt about it. It's not, it's not every play that uh, we're scot-free. Uh, we play a hard-nosed type of linebacker type play. We're very fast and physical. We get downhill. Uh, we led the conference in, you know, TFLs, and, and so that tells you that, you know, we, we trigger quickly uh, on runs, and, um, you know, we're, we defend the pass very well. So, uh, you know, the D-line is, is it is what it is, and it's amazing. It's nice to be behind. So, mm-hmm. to you know, to hear your point about, you know, recruiting, it definitely helps in that regard, telling you, hey, you want to you come to Utah and, and be free and scrape and, you know, have a lot of tackles, and this is the spot for you. So for years in spring ball, Kyle used to have it just totally open. Media can come every practice, all practice, and if the weather was good, the fans could go up along the fence there. But obviously this past spring ball, everything was shut down. Nobody could see it. So we're longtime media members. We didn't see one second of spring ball, which is the first time since I've been here. So I didn't get to see Charlie Brewer at all. And I realize you're the linebacker coach and not a quarterback expert. But could you tell us what you saw in him? I, I have a uh, great respect for Charlie Brewer. Uh, for him to come in, uh, it's, it was a different system they ran at Baylor uh, and that Coach Ludd runs at Utah. And so for him to come in and adapt to our system and to handle what he handled, I was uh, a really, really impressed. Great respect for him. Uh, he has all of the mechanics that you're looking for. Uh, he's, he's smart. His accuracy is great. He can spin the ball really, really well. Uh, he sees it. He gets the ball out quick. Um, so uh, I have a lot of respect for, for him and what he showed in the spring. Colton Swan joining us, linebacker coach at the University of Utah. I'm curious because there's rules on hitting and when quarterbacks can go live. But for any Ute fan or any local media member who has gone on YouTube and watched some clips of Jaquin and Jackson, I couldn't help but think of Eric Weddle. <laughs> running the wildcat and thinking we know how much guys transfer we know guys want to be part of the team and feel like they're contributing and i look at jackson's high school tape and i think he's gonna run the wildcat this year do you see him as a it's not your job to coach him i know but as a linebacker coach you evaluate oh, running down quarterbacks. No doubt. You know when a quarterback <laughs> like him is in, and you've got to know that he can pull the ball at any minute, whether he's trying to pass it, he pulls it down and scrambles, or whether they have a designed QB run game. Uh, he definitely opens up a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, that's what makes a good offensive coordinator is taking a guy like him and finding ways to use him. Uh, and we all know that Coach Ludwig is, is the master at that. And so, you know, I would be, I would not be surprised if, if we – you know see him in those facets so recruiting colton is opening back up here in a few days how's it going to be for coaches in terms of balancing going out on the road but also kids taking official visits onto your campus yeah, it's definitely going to be different. That's for sure. Uh, you know, we're opening things back up. Um, it'll be nice, you know, to get back out on the road and get some evaluations in and have kids actually come to campus. Uh, it'll be nice when that new stadium gets done to be able to show those kids that. Um, uh, really looking forward to it because we've just been neglected with, you know, not having these abilities to go out and, and look at kids. And so uh, it's nice that we can we can take this opportunity. Okay. 
how much are you going to miss that old locker room? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to take a tour in the new facility no, there. No. Oh, my gosh. When you do, it'll blow you away. And when we took the tour, it you know was just in the works of it. And, oh, my goodness, wow, that's an amazing facility. That's going to help with recruiting and fan base and the energy in that stadium. It's unbelievable. So, really, at that point, that was the one thing that was lacking compared to uh, other your the teams that you're competing against because this arms race and facilities kids want new and shiny objects now so the point being for you as a coach with this stadium expanded and the locker room is going to be up to snuff we've been in the football facility and that's a one no doubt about that so basically the point being you guys as coaches pretty much have everything you need now to go out there is that accurate yeah no question no question you got to at the end of the day you got to win games uh, you have to win games. Kids want to be a part of a winning program, a winning tradition. That's what Utah's done over the years. Uh, they, we proved it uh, in how many wins we've had. And uh, But the, the faci- facilities and everything that these kids have access to is, is like you said, A1. Colton Swan joining us, Utah linebacker coach. We are very curious with the transfer portal, mm. what that is doing to team building. It is becoming so transactional. And it's not just a football thing. We're seeing it in basketball, too. And I'm wondering, everybody wants to play, but everybody also wants to be part of a team. Mm -hmm. But when everybody's coming and going, how do you build those relationships? When you're playing at Weber State and you're the walk-on, your teammates know your story. Mm -hmm. Who's this guy? Mm -hmm. Oh, rodeo guy. Is he really into football or not? How much film is this guy going to watch? How hard does he work in the weight room? Over time, they get to know you. How does that work now? It's definitely has changed. It's you bring up a great, great question, great point. It's the transfer portal, in my opinion, is as uh, made teams older. You know, it's maybe taken away a little bit from the high school kids uh, in all the direction that you want to go uh, as a team. Uh, maybe taken away from culture, like you talk about. You know, how does how do kids know you? You know, how do kids understand the culture? You know, as freshmen, you get that introduced right away, and those kids build it through their four or five years that they're there. But you know, you get a kid that's a senior, and he's already you know gotten his mind what he wants to do, and and he's coming in and looking for a starting spot, stuff like that. So there's a lot of different uh, things that go into that transfer portal. Uh, in my opinion, it's it's helped the kids um, find different spots to be able to play uh, it's nice to have it where now they can one-time transfer without penalty and so um, but it's it's definitely changed the dynamic in recruiting 100 percent you just got to decide what you want to do as as a football team and as a coaching staff do we want to recruit from the transfer portal do we want to still take those high school kids um, you know you can kind of look at it like the nfl you got the you got the draft that builds and and drives most of your team but then you got this um, you know the the trades that you can do and, and kind of patch different uh, parts of your team to help you. So Kyle Woodingham comes off as a tough guy, but I think it's basically an act. How much have you seen the softer side of Coach Whittingham? Uh, I don't know if you see a softer side of Coach Whittingham. <laughs> That's a, I don't know if you do, but he's, he's an amazing coach. Wow, have I been super, super impressed with my time being around him. I've learned a ton. Um, he's top notch, uh, 100%. And, you know, I mean, everything that he has record wise is longevity. And I mean, it all speaks for itself. He's just an amazing man and amazing coach. And, and I've learned a, a ton from him.
But would you want him on your steer roping team? No. I, you know what I would take Coach Witt as? I would take Coach Witt as my bulldogging partner, my steer wrestling partner, because I don't know. He's in the 60s, low 60s, somewhere age, and he freaking looks like he can tear the head off of a steer. <laughs> yeah, he's tough, tougher than Nels. I love it. He would just look at the steer and point oh, at him. Oh, yeah, and that steer would fall over. Steer would just tip oh, over. Oh, yeah, he's, he's tough. Be like a golden retriever. <laughs> I tell you, I, you know what I would do for him in steer wrestling? You got the actual steer wrestler that jumps off the horse. I would be the other guy that's what they call the hazer. I'd be the hazer that's yet running down and lining the steer out and yelling at the steer wrestler to get down and get, get tough, and, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colton, we appreciate a few minutes. Absolutely. Good luck in the golf tournament today go out there and crush it thank you thanks Colton, for having me colton swan utah linebackers coach joining us here we're at weber state's golf tournament he's a former wildcat a walk-on weber state got a lot of wildcat fans a lot of purple out here now uh, as people get ready they'll be teeing off in a few minutes we've got david Locke joining us in a few minutes to talk nba playoffs jazz and memphis game three saturday night stay with us